This is our third segment on the marshal of Oyer, on the illustration, on the example of light. That Hasidus wants us to understand godliness. And in order for Hasidus to explain godliness to us, Hasidus uses a variety of different physical things and says, fuse, use a little bit from this and a little bit from this and a little bit from this, and the combination will give you a comprehensive sense of what godliness is. And um, as I said in my last segment, if you combine certain properties of the metaphor of sunlight and certain properties of the metaphor of soul light, soul life, and certain properties of the idea that the countenance of a person's face reflects that person, you'll have a comprehensive sense of what godliness is. But I want to say something different in this segment. And that is, even though to properly understand godliness, you need a combination of all of these three metaphors. In reality, and this is Yahavet Hemshech Eter, if I'm not mistaken, these three metaphors are used to represent three different levels of godliness. Meaning to say, although every idea of godliness really needs all of these three together to emerge logically, but specifically, each one of these three metaphors represents a different idea in godliness. And that's what I'm going to talk to in this segment. And therefore, I'm going to restructure it, okay? The three metaphors are, in the order that I'm saying it now, the metaphor of the countenance of a person's face, number one, the metaphor of the light of the sun emerging from the sun, number two, and the metaphor of life emerging, emerging from the soul, number three. Why am I saying it in this order? Because if you study Hasidus, you learn that there's three levels of godliness. The Rebbe brings it on the very first page or the very first Maimed that he said, Basi Lagani, but of course this is discussed at great length in many Maimed before, particularly in the end of the Sambach Vov, and on and on and on and on. Moreover, these three levels of godliness that exist pre tzimtzum also emerge post tzimtzum. Um, the three levels are Etzim Avedin Seif, and Gili Avedin Seif La'atzmei Bishvil Atzmei, which is the source of Seif of Kalalman, and Gili La'atzmei Bishvil Elamis, which is the source of Malaklam. I guess I'll say it in English. Etzim Avedin Seif means godliness as exists only in relationship itself, which is not even revealed, it's just emerging from the source. The second is godliness that's revealed from the source, but it's revealed from the source for the sake of self. And this is the source of Sevev Kalaman, of godly light which exists indirectly in relationship with creation. And the third level is godliness which is revealed for the sake of the world, and this is the source of the level of godliness which is for the sake of the world, it's fit to be revealed in the world. These three levels of godliness all exist pre-Timtzum, and they also exist post-Timtzum. But the way they emerge post-Simpson would follow three different pathways, which we're going to talk about in different segments. The first level of Etzim Avedin Seif emerges post-Simpson in what's called Loi Nogabaya Simpson. The Tzimtzum doesn't touch it at all. It's exactly the same post-Simpson, pre-Simpson as pre-Simpson. The middle level, Seif of Kalalman, is called Nogabaya Simpson. The difference how it exists pre-Simpson and post-Simpson is that post-Simpson, the Simpson has touched it, but not changed it. It's touched it that now there's a concept of it being hidden if there's not the right circumstance for it being revealed. But it's not changed. In other words, the light remains the same, but the accessibility to the light is dependent upon one's ability to conduct it. And the third level is actual symptom, that the symptom actually changed the light. 
So the three levels of Eirin Seif, Lifnei HaTzimtzum, Etzim of Eirin Seif, after the Tzimtzum would be called Leinaga by HaTzimtzum, the middle level, which is Mokar of Seif of Kalamin, post-Tzimtzum would be called Naga by HaTzimtzum, and the third level of light, which is the source of Mamalak Alamin, after the Tzimtzum, it's actually Tzimtzum. The Tzimtzum changed the light completely. It becomes a whole new entity, so it could enter into Kalim and a whole bunch of fancy-schmancy stuff. Now, why are each of these three metaphors representative of each of these three levels of light? And that's what I want to talk to, because in these segments, we're talking about the metaphor, we're talking about the mushal. We're not talking about the nimshal, which I'm going to get to in later. The first one. The light of a person's face reflects the person. The light of a person's face reflects the person, but it also reflects absolutely nothing. When you look at a person's face, what do you see? That depends entirely on your eyes. In no way is that face doing anything at all to make itself available to you. You observe it. And if you have greater sensitivity, you see more. If you have less sensitivity, you see less. But in no way is the countenance doing anything to make itself available to you. I remember, I read this in the Mayani Aishu, I think it's called, that a woman came to the Rebbe by dollars and said to the Rebbe that the Rebbe should reveal himself. Of course, what she meant is the Rebbe should reveal himself as Mashiach. The Rebbe standing in line, handing out dollars for hours and hours and hours to thousands of people. You know, to use Aloshan Rav, can then Zaina Gresser Gili Vidos, can Godliness be more revealed than this? And here this lady says, Reveal yourself. So the Rebbe literally put his fa- hands over his face and removed them. <laughs> now you can see me. Now, you saw me before, you see me now, what changed? Nothing changed. The problem isn't in me, it's in your ability to perceive. So the first metaphor for godliness is the face of a person. The ponim, the face of a person, tells you everything about the person. And the face of the person tells you nothing about the person because the face of the person is doing nothing except be. In no way is the face of a person radiating from itself. It's simply existing. And the observer is the entire determiner of what it is that they observe. It is therefore used as a metaphor, as a muscle for what's called etzimavedin safe, godliness that exists in a state of in relationship with self. And etzimavedin self is, is called in Hasidus in Samach it's called Hamshach of It's emerged from the source, but it isn't even possible for it to be revealed in a vessel. The level of Etzel Mevin is not God, it's godliness. But it has no properties, no characteristics that make it uh, less than what God is. Because the basic change in godliness versus God is called revelation. Gile. And revelation means that it can be detected by another. Etzma Vedic is not detectable by another. It is as God, undetectable. We call God Helem Ha'atzmi, hidden in relationship with self. And we call this level Etzma Vedic godliness that's emerged from the source with a capital S in the same state. It's undetectable. So now, what will be the point of a level of godliness existing if it's non-interactive? And the answer is, in the creation, in every creation, there is God. And so long as we're another, that means we exist as an entity separate from Him, and our ability to relate to Him, and our ability to conduct His life is as another, the level of godliness called etzem is impossible to know, because it exists only in relationship with itself.
if we can find in ourselves that place where we are essentially one with God, then we are in a position to detect the level of Godness that exists in relationship with self because we're detecting it not as another. We're detecting it as the truth within ourself and the truth within that godliness is the same thing. It's much more complicated than I'm making it, but I'm going to have to suffice with that for this segment. The second metaphor, the second marshal is sunlight. Sunlight is visible light. It's revealed light. It emerges from the source as visible light. Now, of course, there's a great question. The source itself is also visible. The source itself is also a, an entity of visible light. And this is a discussion for a different time in a different place. Um, I have some interesting personal opinions, but this is not a time and place to give personal opinions. But the light of the sun emerges from the sun in such a way that you can see it. It's detectable. It announces itself. When it touches the atmosphere, when it touches any kind of a medium, it's translated into light and into heat and into energy and into some case into nourishment, into life itself. So the sunlight is a metaphor for light that emerges from the source and makes itself known. It's revealed. That's why it's a metaphor for the level of light. Godliness called Save of Kalaman. However, when the sunlight emerges from the source, it's only one. The sunlight makes no accommodation. Like Hasidus brings the example when sunlight shines on a palace and sunlight shines in a garbage heap. What the sunlight is doing to those two respective places is the same. Now, what happens to those places as an effect of the light may be different, but the light makes no accommodation. So there's only one light that emerges from one source, but it makes itself known. So we use the metaphor of sunlight for the level of godliness called Save of Kalaman. Save of Kalaman literally means hidden from all of the worlds. Save of Kalaman means the light is not accommodating the worlds. It's giving out what it is as it is and the worlds take what they can get. But at least it's available to the worlds. If the worlds can't detect it, they don't get it. If the worlds detect it, they do get it, but the light is making no accommodation. And of course, the simple example for this would be a teacher, a professor who walks into a room full of students and says what's on his mind without making any accommodations for the students. The students could be overwhelmed, the students could be crushed, and the students could be puzzled, and the students could be bored. Um, nobody's going to get exactly what the teacher says because they're not the teacher. The teacher is giving out one thing. Everybody's impacted in a different way, but the difference in the impact is not based on what the teacher gave the respective students. It's based on how they process it. So the sunlight metaphor is used for the middle level of Edin Seif, which is called Seif of Kalaman, hidden but revealed to all of the world's meaning. It's one level of godliness, and if we can detect it, we have it. If we don't detect it, we don't have it. It's available to those who can receive it, but it's available in a uniform way. Everybody gets it the same. And the difference between how one receives Seve of Kalaman and another receives Seve of Kalaman is as a difference between one who receives sunlight and another receives sunlight. The difference is entire from the end of the recipient and not at all in the light itself. And then there's the third metaphor, the metaphor of life that emerges from a soul. Hasidus makes an interesting argument, which is quite involved. And the essence of that argument is that life is very, very specialized. Every single organ of the human being, every single limb of the human being has a different life, a different aspect of the soul that's tailored to that part of the body. It's very specialized. Life is not one size fits all. Life is, there's a distinct tailoring 
of life for every single human being, for every single lahavdal, animal, plant, and mineral. And within each human being specifically, the right hemisphere of the brain, the left hemisphere of the brain, the back of the brain, the right eye, the left eye, the right ear, every single component of the body gets life in a very specialized and specified and distinctive way. And this is a metaphor for what we call Mamalik Halalman. Mamalik Halalman means godliness ain't safe. That's not uniform. It's tailored. There are ten Svidas, Chochma, Bina, Chesed, Gevura, etc. The difference between Chochma and Bina is not only the vessel. The light that goes into Chochma is different than the light that goes into Bina. The light that goes into Chesed is different than the light that goes into Gevura. Because on the level of godliness called Mamalik Halalman, Mamalik means revealed, and specialized, every single vessel is getting the light which is tailored for itself from the light's perspective, from the light end. And that's why that becomes a metaphor for the Madrege of Mamalik Alam. So I just did two contradictory things. In the previous segment, I presented you the idea that in order to understand godliness, you need to combine all the three of these metaphors. And in this segment, I presented you with the idea that each one of these three metaphors represents a different level of godliness. These two are not contradictory. They're not mutually exclusive. They're mutually inclusive. To understand the philosophy of godliness per se, you need to understand the combination of all three metaphors. When you want to understand the idea that godliness has different levels, each metaphor is used distinctly.